You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. back folks the fantasy sports playbook with dotto and sabo and dotto what's going on this week entering week four i'm just happy week three is over week three was one of those weeks where you lose every week in fantasy your team loses and it just makes you want to slam your head into a door no it didn't work out for you on DraftKings. DraftKings, well, I had Mike Evans in all my lineups, and I was feeling pretty good about it. And then last minute, I read two pieces of articles or two pieces of information online. So I swapped out Evans for Kenny Galladay, and then I I swapped out Mark Ingram for Sony Michelle. And that's pretty much how my week went. I basically just threw away 70 fantasy points for about a grand total of maybe 11. So, yeah, it wasn't that good. And, you know, it's that last-minute switching that kills me. I've been so good the first two weeks, and I fell for it last week. Yeah, folks, if, if a fantasy expert tells you um, he gets every pick right or, better yet, doesn't let you in on the picks he gets wrong, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him because he gets a lot. You're, the guys you're listening to on Sirius, they get a lot of stuff wrong all the time. And our guy Dotto is filling you in right now, which is the way to go. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm not, you know, this is the week that was just just one of those weeks. Like you said, I had the bad picks and I had some good ones and swapped them out last minute. I mean, that's the thing. When you're on, when you're looking for last minute advice for Daily Fantasy, it's so tough to ignore some of the late pieces of information you hear with James White being out late last game to kind of with the birth of his child. I saw a stat online by a pretty famous DFS or a fantasy sports writer saying that in the four games he's missed in the past, three of them, a Patriots running back got 30 or more touches running the ball. So I went with Sony Michelle being the lead guy, and that did not work out. Yeah, I'm looking at my uh, DFS from Sunday. I did great across the board, except for three spots. Marquise Brown, Marquise Goodwin. And Darwin Thompson. My other guys were Kyler Murray, 19, Zeke, 14, McGaffrey, 26, Evans, 41, Engram, 20, and the Cowboys, D. So if I just would have hit on those three, I'd be looking pretty. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, like I mentioned in the previous podcast, two two of the three weeks in week one and two, I, I was one player away from hitting it big in multiple lineups. It's that one or two players at the end when you just don't know who to put in the last spots or that's going to make you win or it's going to make you lose. And unfortunately for us, you last week and me the week before, it just, just went the wrong way. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the waiver wire this week, 
is it garbage? Is it just straight garbage? Can you actually recommend anything? I mean, the obvious pickups are the Giants guys, Daniel Jones and uh, Wayne Galladay. But, I mean, I just don't see them doing anything. I feel like this is probably going to be Daniel Jones' greatest fantasy game. Maybe of his career. I mean, 33 fantasy points, 353 yards in the air, two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. I don't remember anybody on ESPN talking about this guy was an athletic guy who can run. Do you? I knew he had mobility. Um, didn't realize. I mean, listen, let's take it for what it is. The, the first one was a read option. The first yep. one he ran in. So it was a designed run, which Shermer was probably antsy to do, uh, considering Manning was in there. Uh, the second one, he just took advantage of Bulls not calling a, a QB spy. So yep. it's not like he's going to be running you know, the Lamar Jackson, Colin Kaepernick offense. Uh, he's more in the mold of an Aaron Rodgers. That's that's the type of alignment you'll you'll see in terms of rushing touchdown production, rushing yards production, and Aaron Rodgers. Think of him like that. All right, so, yeah, that's a serviceable guy. He'll get you 100, 200 yards rushing. It's just the two touchdowns are so fluky. I mean, if you get rid of those, he had 22 fantasy points. Still a great day, but... He's going to be the top QB ad this week. And then Gallman, he showed in the past that, man, he does not – he just doesn't find holes. He just runs straight into the back of his guards, and he falls forward for three to four yards if he's lucky. He's going to be another top pop, popular pick. I mean, like I was just talking to you earlier, I'm going to have to add him in a league because I'm hurting at running back. But don't expect him to be, you know, anything more than 15 fantasy points a, a game. Get you 15, you're lucky. I'm more expecting anywhere from like seven to nine a game if he falls in the end zone, maybe 12. But – I'm not really impressed with him. I mean, other people you can look at, don't buy into the Taylor Gabriel. That was just a fluke game. He has one of these big games every year. Don't buy into him. But again, if you need these depth and you with the bye weeks coming up this week, you need to add him, do it. But again, these aren't any guys that are going to be helping you for the rest of the season, especially later on down the season. No, I would say, yeah, go ahead and grab Gallman, but don't go crazy. Um, yeah. The good news the is they have... Yes, and the good news is they do have a better offensive line now. I mean, if it was last year and Saquon got hurt, I'd say forget about it. Don't even touch the guy. But, um, yeah, temper your expectations. Go for it. I mean, if um, there's not- one – if there, my bad. There's yeah. one player that I'm really kind of liking. I'm not really buying the Rex Burkhead. That was just because James White's back. Once James White is back, I think Rex Burkhead's going to kind of go back to the side. Philip Dorsett, though – he looks like he's going to be a pretty decent part of this offense. I mean, he had six for 53 and a touchdown. With no Antonio Brown, we saw it in the first week that he scored a touchdown as well. So if you're that might be a wide receiver three or a flex play, Philip Dorsett could be a guy that I'm looking to add in most leagues. I, I believe in his talent, especially if Tom Brady throwing the ball. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, go up, go hard after Dorsett. If, if for some reason Hardman is still out there, get grab Hardman. Oh, yes, real quick. Um, I just happened to see him on the screen here. That's why I brought him up. Um, Metcalf. What about Chris Carson, by the way? What do um, you do if you have Chris Carson? Oh, so I'm coming out with – I'm writing an article tonight for Elite, and it's about players you should trade for or players you should trade away, and he is on the list. I'm not going to give it away just yet, but there are some concerns with the fumbling and his confidence. He fumbled the ball last game. And then when they gave him another chance after he had five rushes for a total of four yards, it looks like his confidence is shot. But again, I it, depending on your league, if you have running back depth, I would hold on to him. But if you need a running back or 
it's so tough. I mean, Rashard Penny's coming back. I, he looked really good in week one or week two, sorry. And that could be a backfield that could get split. But we just got to hope next week. They, he has a great matchup against Arizona, so I'm buying him next week. If he doesn't do well this week, it might be time to sell him. Uh, who else is on your uh, sell low buy high list as so, of right now? Two guys that I'm buying are on the same team, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Now, again, I had Aaron Rodgers as my number one receiver or quarterback, and I had Devontae Adams as my number one wideout. They went against Chicago, Minnesota, and Denver. Those are three really, really good pass defenses. And they kind of got the run game going against because even though those teams can stop the pass, the run they can they can give up some plays in the running game. So I'm buying Aaron Rodgers, who's his owner is probably looking to sell him anyway. Because when you're drafting Aaron Rodgers, you're looking at a top ten guy. I believe he's the 22nd best quarterback so far. So buying Aaron Rodgers, buying Devontae Adams. You know, I, I expect them to have big bounce back um, next couple of weeks and get back be on track of being the top guys at their position. What are you doing with Amari Cooper? I think he's the number four oh. wideout right now. I did not like Amari Cooper coming in. I knew he was going to have a huge first couple of weeks just because of that soft schedule. And he's he him and his teammate Dak Prescott also make the list. I'm not telling you if you're going to buy him or not or sell him, but you can pretty much guess if Dak Prescott that I'm saying get rid of him because the Kate well, who they had they had the Giants, the Redskins, and then the Dolphins. It doesn't get much worse than that when it comes to secondaries and defenses. I'm selling both of them. I think you can get a lot for Dak, and I think you can get a whole lot for Amari. So if you can find the guy out there that's willing, that needs some Q- QB help, I would trade Dak. And then if I'm anybody out there, I'm looking to trade Amari Cooper because the foot injury is going to keep coming back, that plantar fasciitis. And, again, the soft schedule is really beefing up their um, their stats. Yeah, it's funny. I have Cooper in two of the three of my leagues and Rodgers in all three. Okay. So so, so I'm going to have to see who has Devontae Adams. And, uh, see, I love doing that. I mean, if you have Aaron Rodgers and you have – now, the next couple of weeks, Amari Cooper's got New Orleans, who's got a lockdown corner. Green Bay has been better. The Jets' secondary is eh. The Eagles' secondary is eh. But once it comes to the playoffs, they have Chicago, the Rams – Buffalo, New England, they got a tough couple stretches. When you're really going to need Amari Cooper, he might go missing. See, right now, okay, this this one league I'm in, the guy actually put Devontae Adams on the block, and he's looking for a running back, and he's 0-3. I have Rodgers, Cooper. So some some semblance, I think Cooper and something else for Adams would probably get it done. I mean, he's the number four receiver in the league right now. Uh, oh, so I yeah. think that's the type of trade I should jump all over, and Cooper owners should as well. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, th- every year fantasy players panic. So I put a couple of these stats in here. So Antonio Brown last season, for the f- through the first three weeks, he was wide receiver 14, which when you drafted him first, you know, with your number one pick, you really weren't expecting that. Weeks four through 16, he was a number one receiver. And it happens all the time. I mean, Keenan Allen last year – what was he, a top three-round pick last year, somewhere around there? Mm-hmm. Weeks one through three, wide receiver 36. Weeks four through 16, he was wide receiver 10. So a lot of, there's a lot of reasons for this, either injured in the preseason, not getting the preseason reps, or just tough matchups. I think Devontae Adams falls under the tough matchups aspect where he has zero touchdowns. He's led all receivers and touchdowns over the past two seasons. That's just not going to catch up. That's just not going to keep up. Right, right. Um, how about... Um... 
any more buy low sell highs you got on the mind or no? Well, now I know you're probably getting pretty sick of me talking about my boy, but Kyler Murray doesn't again. You know he he just doesn't. He's five foot two back there. He can't see all over the offensive line. But their schedule in the next seven to eight weeks, all the way up to the fantasy playoffs, is let me. They face bottom ten defenses from here on out. So they start off next week. Have Seattle, the worst secondary in the football. Then they have Cincinnati, probably the second worst secondary. Then they have Atlanta, New Orleans, the Giants, San Fran, Tampa, San Fran. That right there in the next eight weeks is fantasy gold. He is going to go bonkers this week. And last week against Carolina, he finally showed that he can run the ball a little bit. I'm expecting him to be a top seven fantasy quarterback from here or probably for the rest of the season. He's going to go bonkers by Kyler Murray now. And I think he's available in some leagues, surprisingly. surprisingly. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. He's uh, 13th right now in a four-point per passing touchdown uh, league. I think he's 13th at quarterback. Um, listen, he, he's a far better fantasy player than reality player. Oh, 100%. I, I 100%. Um, so, yeah, uh, go with go with Dotto on this one. Um, Again, like you just said, it's I, when I watch him play, I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to last in the NFL. He's too small. He doesn't look like he's the most accurate quarterback, but those matchups, those those games are going to be playing. They're going to probably be the highest scoring games just because their defense is bad, the opposing defenses are bad, and he's going to look like he's going to look so good on paper. But again, he's not a quarterback that I want on my team in real life. But in fantasy, I want him for the next eight to ten weeks. But okay, so other quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson. You're going to disagree, but I'm going to say sell high, sell high on this guy now. He's number two. Only behind Mahomes, he's played Miami, Arizona, and KC. And KC's defense is not a juggernaut, folks. Lamar, I worry more about his health than his actual fantasy production. Again, better fantasy quarterback. His offensive coordinator is Greg Roman, the same guy who helped Colin Kaepernick in 2012 and eventually gets to the Super Bowl. That only lasts for so long. I think that's eventually going to wear off. I'll, I'll give the listeners a sell high on Lamar Jackson what do you say you know what I'm actually gonna have to agree with you on my boy I mean last week is by what I think he's gonna be given fantasy owners 22 for 43 passing the ball only 51 percent 267 yards no passing touchdowns but what he gives you his value again is why I liked him in the preseason is the 46 rushing yards and one touchdown you pretty much had all of his fantasy points on one play and like you said those matchups have been awful i am looking this i've actually in our league i've sent some trade offers out giving away lamar jackson because again like you said he just can't keep it up before this game he was scoring a touchdown on 13 percent of his throws which is an astronomical number the league average is four and that's finally coming down as we saw last week so again he's still going to give you some good numbers but he's not going to give you the 33 and 30 points that he did the first two weeks sell high on him as soon as he can Guys are wide open, and I, I think rely, uh, availability is the number one thing with him. Um, he hasn't proved to be an injury-prone guy, and I could be dead wrong on that, but it's the way he plays. It fits yep. right in there with the with the danger, dangerous quarterbacks. Um, anything else? Buy low, uh, sell high? I mean, I'm really liking Russell Wilson, what he's finally doing. I mean, he's the number four quarterback, and people coming into the season were really down on him. I mean, the first week he had 16 fantasy points, last week 24, and then this previous week at 41. He shows his upside. He's finally running the ball a little bit more. He threw for 400 yards, 
And again, they're going against Arizona next week. You got Cleveland, Atlanta, Tampa, San Fran coming up on the schedule. He's a guy that, I mean, you probably have, might have to trade a little bit more to get him, but I always love Russell Wilson. Whenever quarterbacks can run the ball and they're finally letting him throw the ball a little bit more, I love Russell Wilson. If you can get him, get him. And the other guys, I, you know, I still like Josh Allen. Um, I don't like Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is awful. Same with Baker Mayfield. If you have those two, just trade them away now because I'm not buying into either one of them. Right. I agree. Um, how about uh, daily place this week? Have you have you dug in yet or no? Oh, too early? of course. You know, I dug in right when I realized I took out Mike Evans. I was like, all right, on to week four. So some of the plays I'm really liking, again, are the Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett. Again, going against Arizona, it's going to be a theme. I play the matchups, not really the plays. And it kind of showed you last week of Daniel Jones. You ignore the name and you play the matchups. Tampa Bay's awful. You want to play quarterbacks against them. So the first stack I'm really going with is Russell Wilson who's somewhat cheap. He's probably the eighth-ranked highest quarterback in terms of price. And Tyler Lockett, you get a nice little one-two combo. And when he's throwing the ball, he's looking at Tyler Lockett. He had he had 14 targets last week, and he had 12 the week before. So that's a perfect, you know, not expensive uh, little duo you can start your little lineups with. This week actually is going to be a lot tougher than the other previous weeks because there are a lot tougher matchups. So looking at running back, I mean, Dalvin Cook going against Chicago. Chicago has been a pretty decent run defense, but this year they've been getting ran on a little bit more. Running backs are going to be tough this week. So, again, I like I like David Johnson. I like Kyler Murray. I might just do a Seattle and Arizona stack this week just because I think it's going to be such a high-scoring game. Could, could we take a minute to call out FanDuel DraftKings for leaving Saquon Barkley and injured players in there? I mean, come I know you're – the whole name of the game is money, but really we're going to take advantage of all these people who choose Saquon Barkley this coming week. Yeah. They've really got to do something about that. I mean, they do that. Like you said, they try to get, if they get that with one or two people, people got to realize that every time one of us put a lineup in it's money in FanDuel and DraftKings pocket, which I'm not angry at because they got to make money somehow too. But again, Saquon Barkley being the second highest priced running back, when people knew before this game was start, before the slate was even created, that he was going to be out, I agree. That's just Bush League. Yeah, and listen, we, we do stuff with DraftKings all the time, but, you know, got to call them out every now and then. And um, Cleveland, on the ESNY NFL preview before the season, I, caught, I went 8-8 eight and eight with Cleveland. Their offensive line was horrible. Everyone was overlooking it. The coaching staff was unproven. Freddie Kitchen's face was red. All Sunday night, I don't know why it was so damn red. It looked like Tom Coughlin from the Green Bay game in uh, 07. What is going on with Cleveland? What do you do with Mayfield, Chubb, and all those boys? See, I'm liking Chubb. He's still getting you 17, 19 fantasy points, but the play calling has been awful. They're just running these routes where receivers have to get open 15, 20 yards down the field, and Baker Mayfield just doesn't have time doing it. And it's been awful. Mayfield is nine fantasy points, 15, nine. Again, I, I still like Baker Mayfield, but the play calling has been awful. They're not putting him in a good position. That's what you got to do when you have a franchise quarterback. Oh, I don't know. Their schedule is not very good either. Uh, I, I'm staying away from Baker. If you have Chubb and you can trade him away for somebody, maybe a little bit more value, maybe somebody like a Derrick Henry, I'd probably pull that trigger. But I'm staying away from Cleveland. The, the hype was too much this offseason. Yeah, I mean, this is their problem. And Collinsworth said it on the broadcast. Three-step drops work. But anything past a three-step drop, 
the mm-hmm. O-line can't block. The, no. If the O-line can't block and there's no such thing as offensive line units in fantasy football, even though I would love to see it, <laughs> if the the offensive line is so impactful when it comes to fantasy football, and we're seeing it in Cleveland right now. Oh, 100%. And, you know, he's probably being blinded out there because – what our boy Odell Beckham out there is just wearing those two hundred thousand dollar watches, and that's been the most impressive thing about this Cleveland Browns offense is it's been his watches when he's been wearing on the field. Did you see he didn't wear a chain last week when they played the Rams? No, I didn't see it. He but... it, because of uh, Akeem Dalib out there always ripping off Michael Crabtree's little chain he always wears. He didn't wear a chain this week because you know he didn't want to get it snatched. So he's already playing scared out there, and it's week three. Yeah, one and two Browns, one and two Giants. One oh, and two baby. Eagles. Ugh, yeah, you guys are going to be, you guys will be fine. Did you yeah. see how many drop touch? They dropped three yeah. touchdowns. And th- like the one at the end of the game was a tough play, but oh man, Carson Wentz out there has to be begging for them, to, for the receivers to get healthy. It was ugly. I don't know how many F bombs I dropped last week. It was one of those games where you expect your team to win, and when they don't, you're just like, what is going on right now? And I say the Jets will be tough in Week Five for the Eagles. They will be tough. Well, it um, depends if so- is Donald still making out chicks, or is he actually just not doing it anymore? Is he just taking a break? I think he took the Joe Namath thing a little too seriously because <laughs> he's he's Broadway Sam right now. He, I think he'll be back. I think he's going to be starting for Week Five. They already cut their backup quarterback. Oh, so that's a good sign for him to come back. Yeah, it's a good sign. They're they're off this week. Mosley and Darnold will be back. Their offensive line still sucks, but it won't be easy for Philly in Week Five. Oh, Philly's Philly's schedule sucks coming up. Green Bay Thursday night, Minnesota, Dallas, Buffalo, Chicago, New England, Seattle. Top ten draft pick. Oh, it's gonna be awful. And you know what's uh, funny? Aguilar with the drops. What was it? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, uh, this week too. He's awful. He can't catch anything. It, Al, he give him props for this. There was something. There was a new story in Philly where a veteran saved saved lives in a house burning down or something. Yeah. And he was interviewed on TV. And he's like, ah, oh, well, at least I didn't drop it like Nelson Aguilar. And <sighs> Aguilar saw it and retweeted it and said, that's a real hero. Like, he didn't get mad at the, at the joke. It, give him credit for that. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him credit for that. I just he he shows this throughout his. I don't think I don't think the Eagles are bringing him back. This is fifth year as a team. He shows spurts where he just catches everything, and then literally just the wide open passes. I mean, I want to blame Carson Wentz, but watching that game, you can't. It's not his fault if every single receiver is dropping passes. And now that everyone's going to double team Zach Ertz until Jeffrey or Deshaun Jackson gets back, it's going to be a struggle. And you know they had Super Bowl hopes, but. They need to trade for a cornerback or get another receiver. If not, it's going to be an 8-8 eight and eight season, and it's just going to be a lost season for the Eagles. What? Um, I'm not crying for you. You're coming up <laughs> for Super Bowl two years ago. I mean, geez. I, I, don't, I don't know what that's like. Hey, it's, it feels like it's been forever. But, again, I agree. When I look back on it, I'm always like, man, if the Eagles can just get one Super Bowl in my lifetime, I'll be good for like 10 years. And yeah, now that they got a Super Bowl – and now, now I got my Super Bowl, and I'm like, man, but the team's still good. It's still basically the same team, and they just can't stay healthy. And if your team can't stay healthy, you're just not going to win. Anything else stand out for uh, daily on Sunday? Receivers, tight ends? I mean, there's a couple. Nature? Receivers is going to be a little bit easier to pick through this week than running back. Again, running back's going to be tough this week. I think receivers, you have some pretty good matchups again. 
if Green Bay was playing in the Sunday, I would say Devontae Adams would be the number one guy, but he's not. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's kind of becoming a boomer bust type of play. He's only had he had three catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. A guy you drafted in the top 10 receiver doing that. I know Mason Rudolph is the reason why, but, man, I don't know. Dallas, New Orleans, I mean, I think Amari Cooper could be a decent play, but they also have Lattimore out there who's either going to lock everyone down or he's going to give up a t- bunch of touchdowns. It's going to be tough. Ooh, I'm looking at the schedule now. You can't trust How about Minnesota. The monster? How about the monster Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup, he's a top five to seven receiver for the rest of the season if he stays healthy. He's a monster. When they put him in the slot, they he's going against safeties or weaker cornerbacks or even linebackers. I love Cooper Cup. If you can get Cooper Cup in a league, and the all the person who owns him isn't really buying into him. He's a that dude's a stud. Yeah, let's let's give a bow to me after week one. Carson, great game. I trade Carson for Montgomery and Cup. Oh, that's right. You did do that. It's working out not bad. Oh, your receiver core, him, Evans. Yeah, you know what? Cup, you, you, Evans. you need to do a bad trade. You need to do a bad trade, Mike. All from Michael me Thomas. Evans. Oh yeah. Oh my. Michael so Thomas, good. Evans, Cup. Mike Williams, oh, McLaurin. My, my name's Rob, and I'm so good at fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, your team is so good. I, I hate it. I, I'm, like, scrapping to get a number two running back because I traded all my picks to you, and here you are. Listen, Just... I haven't won a championship, not counting other leagues, like my main leagues. Now, this second mm-hmm. league is, like, a branch off of the main league. So yeah. it's the first year, but in the other league, haven't won a championship since 05, 06. So See, don't, be call- don't be calling me good. I am chipless. I am chipless in a decade. I had a league like that where we had it just ended last year, where we did it for 12 years, and I got to the championship game every year for the first seven years and lost it every single year. And then the last three years of the league, I won it, and people literally quit the league because I kept winning the league, and I wouldn't stop shit-talking. But like you said, when you you have that main league and you finally win it, it's like when you only care about that one league, it just makes it that much better. It's not easy. I mean, even oh, if you're no, a hybrid, not. even if you're a hybrid format and points get you in the playoffs, you got to win those. You got to win those playoff games. It's it's a lot of you know. It's a lot of you. Can't, there's no defense in fantasy football. And that's so, what people people don't realize. Like now, like I'm probably two and one or one and two in most leagues. If you think your team has a chance to make the playoffs, I always look at the fantasy playoff schedule now because people aren't looking at it. It's only week four. People are like, oh, it's too far away. But this is where you find matchups. This is where you can make trades. I've actually traded my top players for maybe a tier down type of player because I like their schedule more. And it's paid off in the past. Don't be afraid to trade someone like Mike Evans, who, I mean, I'm just throwing a name out there because I saw he's a top scorer. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, his fantasy playoff, if he doesn't have good matchups there and you're relying on this guy to be your number one dude, look at another guy like a Tyler Lockett or, you know, a guy like that. Don't be afraid to trade him and get some draft picks because it's going to be great if you win your regular season. But if you come to the playoffs and you have tough matchups, it's going to be it's going to be tough to win. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. You have McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, Lamar, Ridley, Edelman. Edelman's uh, healthy, right? No, Did Edelman, no. Edelman played last week, right? <laughs> Yeah, he played. He had 17, but he got hurt. He got a rim injury, but they're saying he's going to come back. He's another guy, too. I love him. Tyrell Williams is a number two receiver in my mind. Uh, Yeah, but your team is so much better. I got to make a trade. I mean, people just, I don't like being average. If I I think my team's average, I'll try, I'll do a bunch of two for ones to get a bunch of the one players to improve my team. Because if you have, 
it's not just a starting lineup people realize is now we have bye weeks coming up injuries are going to start popping up more like they always do it's all about depth at this point and if you don't have any depth like it showed last week for me i got i played a running back who got zero points because i had to play latavius murray if you don't have any depth it's going to come back and hurt you now's the time to start trading see who's owing three maybe you trade two players for their one because they need more depth so i mean now's the time where if you're going to trade now's the time to do it you don't want to do it closer to the playoffs because that's when teams get a little bit more stingy with the people they're going to get rid of and and understand your league how many guys are owned yep. uh, how many bench spots there are in this dynasty thing that we me and lawrence always talk about it's only 10 team league there's an extra flex and there's eight bench so with the three IDPs, is around 200 play. Actually, exactly 200 players owned. But mm-hmm. taking out the kickers, taking out the IDPs, that's four times 160 players, offensive players owned. That's a little more than, like, say the other league I'm in, where it's 144, 12 times 12. So understand how much talent is out there in free agency because that is pretty big. Like being in a league, the other league I'm in, where it's only five bench, very difficult to navigate through the bye weeks. Oh, absolutely. And again, that's a huge point where people don't realize they're like, oh, man, but I'm in a 10 team. But if again, if it's a standard league, there should be plenty of depth out there. But if not, it gets tough. I'm even looking at our free agent list and there's not a lot out there that gets me too excited. No, no, uh, I haven't looked at it yet for this week. I actually should do that today. But um, nothing, right? I mean, running back Gus Edwards, no, maybe it, hope Jamal Williams hoping for an injury. Penny Gallman. And that's what you got to hope for. And you got to hope for, you know, handcuff. And this is handcuffing season for me now. If I'm looking at my bench spot and I see a guy like I have Chris Davis on my team and I'm sitting there looking at him like, well, Tennessee sucks and I'm not ever going to play him. I'm going to look through the free agent list and be like, all right, well, does anybody have Todd Gurley's handcuff? Yes. All right, go on. And I'll snag another player's handcuff. So if his player gets hurt, I can just throw him out there for a trade and get a better person out of it. Right. Corey Davis, that's uh, like Chris Davis. Sorry, I had baseball in the mind. No, no problem. So, and tight end, Mark Andrews finally took a step back this weekend. Yeah, and that's going to be the same thing with um, Lamar Jackson. Again, the, the touchdown rates were just too hard to obtain, and you got to look at that. If the guy's fantasy points, if the guy's getting eight catches for 120 yards and he's only scoring a touchdown every other game, I like those players instead of the guys who are just getting two, three touchdowns a game because touchdowns are the hardest stat to predict in fantasy football. That's why the uh, Colts tight end, what was his name, Ebron, the Ebron yep. hype was just out of control coming into this year. Oh, yeah, Ebron, I I hated him. And even Jacoby Percet, if he's available in your league too, he's another player that I love that mm-hmm. go out there and add him. He looks better than half the other quarterbacks out there. Would you – Propel Ingram to the number two tight end, fancy tight end right now. Yeah, I, he was number four on my list heading into the season, and I even wrote that he has a chance just to get projected up to the top tier. And again, him and George Kittle, I was a little iffy on because, again, George Kittle, Garoppolo don't seem to mix. And even the Giants, they don't have many pass catchers. And he showed in the past when even when OBJ wasn't there that he steps into that bigger role. He was the only tight end, I think, in fantasy history to be finished as a top 10 at the position or top five. And that was because OBJ went down. And, again, I love his upside. He, if you have him, hold on to him. He's the real deal. Stay, the same with Sterling Shepard. And we'll finish on lottery tickets. Uh, is Darwin Thompson dead to you now, now that Darrell oh. Williams played over him? Uh, yeah, he. it's looking like they. this was the opportunity that you and me wanted to play him so bad. that, And it was just like, all right, this is his opportunity to get out there. Just didn't get out there. It's, it's time to just to 
throw them back in the free agent wire and hope maybe down the road they realize the talent they have. But if not, even in dynasty leagues, it's hard to waste a roster spot on a guy that's never going to play. The the worst part is he looked dynamic. He looked oh, great when he ran. He looked not, so good. Yeah, his athleticism looked good. His mind wasn't there. Uh, running the right spots, running the right holes, reading the right blocks, and his pass protection's not there. So oh. Andy Reid has got to be killing Andy Reid not to play him. But yeah, Darrell, Darrell, how about Darrell Williams as a waiver wire pick? What do you think about him? I mean, he's got some potential out there. I kind of do like him a little bit. I really didn't watch too much of that game. I have to go back probably tonight or tomorrow to watch that. But the stats look pretty decent. And I'm, like, I'm not going to sit here and BS people and say I watched the game, but... He did every time I seemed to watch a game cast, his name was popping up. So if you need somebody again, if you have a Corey Davis, if you have, you know, these other players on your roster, you're like, well, I might play him on a bye week. I might not cut him and pick up him. Because, I mean, you want any part of that Kansas City offense you can get. All right. That'll do it for us this week. After week three, heading into week four, we'll catch you again one more time before the weekend. Catch you guys later. <laughs>